welcome to another episode on the Property and Lending podcast. Uh, this is episode 12. Joined as always with us is Ferdy and Mark from Power Loans. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. <laughs> oh, Ferdy. Um, so today we're going to talk about interest only and principal and interest. We've put it off for a while because Ferdy's scared to talk about it because he knows he's wrong. Um, but we're going to talk about it. What is, do you want to tell us what's interest only, what's principal and interest, break it down to its you know, most basic state? All right, I'll let Mark start off with it and I'll save myself. <laughs> <laughs> Effectively, when you come to get um, a home loan, there's uh, two, there's many choices, but one of the choices is to go um, either principal, pay off the principal amount that you're borrowing. So the principal amount is the, the dollar value that you're borrowing from the bank. Um, and the interest is the profit that the bank makes from your loan, essentially any excess amount that they charge you. Um, and you'll see it on your bank statement. It'll come up as negative, whatever the interest is every month. Um, if you do a principal and interest loan, you're paying off both the principal. So you're actually paying down the loan plus the interest, that excess amount the bank charges you, as opposed to doing an interest only loans where like the name says, you're not paying off the principal. You're literally just paying off that interest charge that comes in. Yeah. So. When you're applying for a loan, you have a choice to choose between if you wanted to do a P&I of principal and interest or interest only, or does the bank decide? How does that work? So, yeah, the customer decides based on their requirements and objectives. We'll go through their personal circumstances. We'll go through, um, you know, if it's an owner-occupied property or investment. If it's owner-occupied, many lenders don't offer interest-only loans for owner-occupied um, properties because they do want you to pay down the loan if you're not receiving an income from it, if it's not an investment property. Um, so you do have the choice between the two, but the choice, um, like you might not have a choice if it's owner-occupied property, but initially yeah. you do have a choice, but it does affect things like servicing um, and obviously the rates are different and things like that. Yeah, okay. So there's obviously, there's obviously benefits and disadvantages to both. Um, and that's, you know, like you mentioned, you go through the strategy and the circumstances and what they're trying to achieve to find out kind of what makes sense. Fairly, seeing as you love interest only so much, do you want to talk about principal and interest? <laughs> <laughs> and tell us, or what, are, what's, what are the advantages of having a principal and interest uh, loan? Um, and then I'll run through the disadvantages. Well, uh, coming from a broker kind of background and a guy that does not like debt at all, we're always going to be telling our customer for the best interest is always to pay down your debts. That's that's how we are. Like from a broker's point of view, it's all about paying those debts down and getting our customers out of debt. And then we have customers that love debt and believe that, you know, the more debt, the more money I'm making. And I kind of see from, we've had this conversation a million times and I can see it from both worlds. So principal and interest, it really comes down to you're paying down your debts, your, you know, growing equity in your property as well. So the more you pay down on your property, the more equity you're, you're, you're growing. Basically, you're increasing. So you can say more of a savings point of view there as well. As Mark said before, there's a difference between balance and the difference between limit. If you're making extra repayments, you know, a lot of the customers that are on variable rates will see that they've got a redraw amount. And that redraw amount might be 20K, 30K, 15K, which basically means you've got access to that money at any period of time. So those principal repayments that you've made or the extra repayments you can actually hold as a savings account. When we get to interest only, interest only is um, 
if it's coming from a strategy of customers that come to UKM in regards to strategy, Pat, you know, growing the portfolio, purchasing the next property, you can't go past it. And I understand why is because like you said previously in our previous podcast, they're kind of growing, uh, growing equity or savings or cash flow for their next investment purchase, which makes total sense from that strategy. I can understand, I don't like it, but I definitely understand why people will take that path in regards to doing interest only because you're only making those interest only repayments. The biggest disadvantage is that you're not paying that home loan down. Another disadvantage that a lot of us don't think about as well is that your borrowing capacity doesn't improve because the way it works, let's say it's a 30, a normal 30 year loan term and you're making your own interest only for five years. That means for five years, you haven't made any principal repayments and your loan has stayed the same. The way that banks look at it, that means you've got 25 years left to pay back that loan. So if you ever were to go to principal interest repayments, they're going to be a lot more than they were over 30 years, obviously. And of course, there's going to be the argument of, oh, we can just change banks. We can refinance for a 30-year loan term. But we're always prolonging that amount of time to always pay that debt back. But over time, like especially more conversations with you, I understand it always comes down to the strategy that customers are going with. It's obviously going to make sense, a lot more sense to go with the interest only. And it's also going to make sense, I hope, most of the time with the principal and interest repayments. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely, uh, you know, as many discussions as we've had, we've had at the end of the day, it is really customer dependent. Um, and yeah. if, if you are looking at purchasing one investment property, you don't have any ambition of, you know, building a portfolio or, you know, you, it's not in your, you know, you have no other debts, you don't really care then an interest only might not be the right solution for that person. Uh, whereas yeah. if someone is uh, has an active strategy of building a, a, a you know a multi-property portfolio and there's a time frame and there's you know at this time we want to buy this many properties and you know an interest only may help with, with that um, yeah. with that strategy. So it's definitely case dependent and, and situation dependent. I've got I've written down some advantages and disadvantages. I'll run through quickly of both. Throw in your own ones if I miss something. With a, with a PNI, I think I see the biggest advantages is usually you have a it's a it's a lower interest rate. Uh, if I'm not wrong, um, yep. usually uh, and you always and you pay less interest over the life of the term because obviously you know absolutely you're paying the principal down as well. So there's interest on a smaller amount as you're as you're going day by day and year by year, and um, you reduce your you reduce your debt quicker, which will obviously allow you to have a larger amount of equity available. So for me, those are the big three advantages. The biggest disadvantage is the most clear and obvious disadvantage is I have to pay more money every month. My, my yeah. mortgage repayments are considerably larger than if it was an interest only. When I'm looking at the interest only advantages, really there's, just, there's one big one and it's I'm paying a lot less, right? It's the complete opposite. I'm paying a lot less in, in the short term and in terms of my short term repayments. Um, and you do get some, you know, nice tax deductions with, you know, interest being completely deductible for its investment property. Um, but your big disadvantages are your principal is not reducing, uh, so your loan amount's not reducing. So if you are building equity, it's purely coming from an increase in value from the asset yeah. as opposed to increasing value and a decrease in loan. Um, once your interest only changes to a P&I, your repayments will overall be higher than it would have been at the start. Um, usually higher interest rate, and 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 so there are positives and, and negatives to both sides. For, and I would say us, also the servicing yeah, as well, future servicing yeah. in regards to that last point, is that if you're looking to purchase your next opportunity, 
the way the bank's calculator is that they calculate, okay, you're an interest only for the first five years, but we're going to look at the remaining 25 years on principal and interest. And that idea, like you just said, is going to increase that principal and interest. So it's going to increase yeah. in the future. But again, this is going to be going back and forth where I completely understand where you're coming from because if the customer's strategy is to continuously purchase investment properties, the easiest and most fastest way they're going to do that is through the interest-only option, especially in regards to cash flow when you're bringing in the rent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, because we've mentioned that it helps to build a portfolio a few times, but I didn't really mention how and why. And the big thing is the cash flow. If yeah. if my if my repayments are significantly less week on week, month on month, then there's a lot more cash in my pocket as well, which obviously, you know, we like to have interest only with an offset account as well. And that excess, that extra money is going into that offset account, reducing your overall interest. You know, it's building up buffers, building up your cash flow so you can continue to buy more properties in a shorter space of time. And then when it gets to, you know, you're kind of cool and you're done, you don't want to buy any more properties, then we say, okay, you know, at that point, it may be beneficial to switch over to your P&I loans, maybe sell one property. Obviously, this is all dependent on your strategy. Sell one property, use the money, pay the debt, pay debt on the rest of them. You really haven't paid too much interest, uh, principal overall. So there's a lot of strategies and a lot of advantages and disadvantages across them. I think it's very um, case dependent. I, I, I don't know a situation where I would really recommend an interest only for an unoccupied property. Can you guys think of, I don't know. Well, the only excuses that we have, like if interesting, we have a lot of customers that, you know, if, if the wife's going on maternity leave, they just call up and like, can we go to an interesting for the next year because she's going to be off work? That's a very good reason. Or uh, if they so just you, have kids or something as well and expenses are to rise for the next year or two or whatever. Or they just got married. They just want to recoup some of the savings they put in. There are definitely excuses. I think the maternity one is, the, is definitely one of the big ones for us. And like Mark said, the kids one. Um... But ideally, if I'm occupied, you, we find most customers paying their unoccupied properties down. And obviously, investment just comes down to the strategy that they have that discussion with you. But I wanted to ask you a question. It was just on my mind in regards to, okay, so when a lot of customers come to us and they ask us, you know, interest only, what's, what's a tax benefit? I always suggest, <coughs> I always suggest that they go see an accountant because I, like, again, we're going to go back to having an accountant on here. I personally don't know how it benefits them like I like completely. I know there's tax benefits and negative gearing, but is there ever going to be a situation, I've spoken to accounts before, they, where they be out of the brackets where sometimes it does help them out and sometimes they've actually hit that bracket where it doesn't. there's not really that financial benefit. Do you find a lot of customers that come to you, is that part of their strategy to sit down with an accountant to see how much they're going to be getting through tax benefits or... Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I mean, we're probably not qualified to speak about the accounting side. Um, so this is obviously not advice, just no, no, not at all. <laughs> speak to your accountants, right? Um, but the interest portion of your loan is fully deductible, right? Yeah. So if I was only paying interest, so I had an interest only, everything I had paid will have become deductible. Um, whereas yeah. if I was paying a P&I, even though I've deducted the interest, I've still paid a lot of principal. And that I can't get back. I can't deduct. I can't use that tax benefit. Whereas if it's an interest only and I've paid $15,000 in interest this year, that is completely deductible against my property. And we can sometimes find ourselves in a situation where we are positive in, in our pockets. So my mortgage repayment is $500 a week um, and, and, and all the you know, uh, 
management fees and all that stuff, say $500 a week, and my rent is $600 a week. So there's $100 a week coming in my pocket, so positive in my pocket, but negative on paper. And that yeah. could be because on paper, there's interest that's been deducted, you know, and then there's depreciation benefits, and there's a whole other, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, and you know, all even the um, the management fees and uh, and maintenance, all that stuff is deducted. So in my pocket, I've made money. On paper, I've lost money. So I'm actually getting a tax return, or, or you know, I'm negative on paper. So I'm getting a return or a deduction. So I've yeah. benefited in both ways. Which, from a, if it was in a P and I situation, you're obviously not recouping that principal in any format because it's not deductible so, so what do you, that's obviously like i said not advice but yeah one here's another question because again like i'm just thinking this is how it works let's say for example like you just said that the other way around the rent that you get per week is 400 dollars um but the loan amount is about 500 so you pay an extra 100 dollars out of your own pocket into that loan to make the repayments yeah does that in turn that extra hundred dollars get taken out of my PAYG income or my my actual income and lowers my tax on the other end? Is yeah, that the so, way it works as well? Or so I'm not too the, sure. Yeah, if the property we're getting into like I guess structures as well a bit now, so don't want to yeah. mark it up too much. But if the property is in your personal name and it's costing me a hundred dollars a week because my mortgage is five hundred and my rent is four hundred, then I've got a net loss of fifty two hundred for the year. Yeah. From, yeah. from that perspective and then i've got my my interest which is deductible and depreciation whatever and all of that gets added up and it says okay fairly you lost twenty seven thousand dollars this year on your property and because your property is an income producing asset it's, it's you know, it, it, adds, it gets added to your personal income yeah. and then your personal income was eighty thousand minus twenty seven thousand and that's kind of how it works um okay. obviously if it was in a trust or company different different outcomes depending on your structure of, of how you purchase that property. Um, but yes, in a nutshell, whatever I've lost there on my week to week would, would be deductible. Um, but that's irrespective of interest on your principal and interest though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was, I, I, think I was just the, going to sorry, say, not, not related to anything that was said in the last five minutes, going back a while ago now, but <laughs> two benefit, two more benefits that, um, come up in conversations with clients as well for interest only um, is if you, for example, if you own, if you bought a property 10 years ago um, and the loan on it is 300 grand, for example, and you kept doing interest only after five years, they're trying to force you to principal and interest, you refinance again, interest only. Let's say it's been 10, 15, 20 years, maybe interest only. And the loan initially was like 300 grand, 300 grand now, is a lot lower than 300 grand 30 years ago due to inflation and a lot of other things. So um, a lot of people I find if they're young, they prolong the interest only for 20, maybe even 30 years, um, just keep refinancing. And it's hard to do that because the banks will eventually try force you to do it um, just because it's it's more manageable in the future when the dollar um, is much higher, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if that made sense, but there's um, one other thing I was going to say as well. Um, if you're purchasing in trusts or companies and you need to show those trusts or companies to be profitable for lending purposes, like in order for you to purchase in a different structure um, and you to avoid showing the financials of one particular structure with an accountant's letter saying it's profitable. So you need that structure to be profitable and being on an interest only loan product may allow that to happen. Whereas if it's on principal and interest, it may not be able to trade profitably and now it's going to affect your lending. So 
that's the second uh, thing that I thought about that potentially that, may. That, that's, that's a really good point as well because it comes down to if you are going to purchase an SMSF or yeah. purchasing under a company or a trust, you really want those things to be you know, self-efficient. You know, you really don't, you just want to open it up, purchase through there, which Mark sees a lot of customers coming through. So that's a very good point in regards to, that can be part of the strategy as well, customers coming to seeing you. Do they want it to be self-efficient? Like some customers will be like, I just want to purchase something and not think about it. So that's a very good point in regards to going to interest only. That might be one way where they're not actually forking out of their own money per month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think with, with an, <clears throat> sorry, an investor's mindset, you can only really go interest only if we have a couple of things and it's, and it's an assumption that the value of the asset is going to increase because if not, then, you know, you're just going to sit at the same spot for, you know, 20 years or whatever. And, and you, that the cash flow is important. Um, and that you're going to have a, a usually a positive cash flow event, or if you've borrowed at a higher LVR as well, it can help reduce any, you know, reduce how much out of pocket that you'd be paying in the short term whilst you're building up that offset account um, as well to to reduce the repayments later when your LVR does come down. So definitely horses for courses. Definitely, you know, it depends on your strategy, what you're trying to achieve, how you're trying to get there, how quickly you want to get there. Um, so many factors. Definitely speak to accountants um, and speak to your brokers and see what's the best best scenario for yourself. Um, I think that's interest only in principle and interest in a nutshell. Obviously, you can really get deep into, like we kind of started getting into like structures and how it works for different things. But as a brief overview of IO versus P&I, do you have anything else to add? I think when it comes down to this topic, especially for investment purposes, to me, an accountant is like probably the most important role here. Like We can take care of the finance, you can take care of the property, but an accountant, I think he'll be a big part of what the strategy would be in regards to moving forward because those tax benefits like we've got customers that have quite a you know a big portfolio to a few that have a smaller portfolio and it does make a difference in regards to tax benefits and tax brackets and that's why i always suggest when a customer asks me you know which one's going to be beneficial mark i can tell you what the rates can be i can tell you what the repayments can be but ideally that accountant your accountant would be the best person to speak to in this scenario yeah yeah just um, an accountant just uh, something you you mentioned uh, a question that someone might be thinking is the interest only rate always higher than than the, the pni yeah especially if it comes from an offset account as well yeah can yeah. you fix an interest only yes you can yeah okay so you can fix an interest only can you have a fixed interest only account uh, interest only with an offset account are these all, you can tick all these boxes or does that get yeah, a bit hard? Uh, there's a few lenders that do have that, mainly uh, one-year lenders. You find some big four banks will have a 40% offset account attached to their fixed products. Um, but in most scenarios with fixed products, there's not really an offset account, but there obviously are lenders out there, including the big four as well, that do have those options within those products. It might not be 100% offset, but it can be 40, 40%, yeah. But I mean, if you needed both, you would just split the loan. Um, if you, and you can put 100, 200, whatever the dollar amount is that you would be using in the offset, you can put that amount in the variable portion and you can fix the rest of it. It's still all interest only. Um, and actually you can even split it to have half or some of it principal and interest and some interest only as well. Like that's not even, you don't even have to have the whole thing interest only and the, all the whole thing principal and interest. You can have a split of those as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. 
So different different ways to get around it. Uh, lots of lots of different aspects. Definitely depending on your your situation and whatnot. Um, anything else to add on your end? Cool. All right. Well, thank you as always for listening in. Um, that was episode twelve, and hopefully episode thirteen or fourteen will find a accountant yeah. <laughs> you've been saying for a while now for 14 episodes um thank you again you can find us on spotify apple and everywhere and instagram and all the show notes everyone's details in there and yeah ciao ciao yes <laughs>